We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. Wait, he throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds, he has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap, looking left. Now over the middle, he pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams' defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. The Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is executive producer Norm Hightower, along with the teacher under the bleachers, Derek Ciapala. <laughs> See, I get to get even and get Derek with the nickname tonight. And we also have, hang on. Magic Johnny Gomez with us tonight. What's up? How you guys doing? It's a wonderful evening. Well, we had a busy, busy weekend. Uh, 2018 NFL draft is over. I guess first what I'll do is I'll just go through and uh, name all the picks, what round and what school and what position. And then uh, we can just quickly go through and uh, talk about each one. You guys ready? Let's do it. All right. So in round three, uh, pick number 89, the Rams selected offensive tackle Joseph Notebloom from TCU. In round four, pick 111, center Brian Allen from Michigan State. Also in round four, Jonathan John Franklin Myers, defensive lineman from Stephen F. Austin, who I thought was another person because I'm an idiot. Uh, in round five, pick 147, Micah Kaiser, inside linebacker from Virginia. Also in round five, the Rams dra- uh, moved up and selected in pick 160, uh, Obo Okoronkwo, edge rusher from Oklahoma. Sixth round, pick 176, 
Running back John Kelly from Tennessee. Also in the sixth round, pick 192, Jameel Denby, guard from Maine. Sixth round again, pick 195, Sebastian Joseph, defensive lineman from Rutgers. Also in round six, uh, pick number 205. <laughs> By the way, we got uh, a Trayvon and a Traven and no more Tavon. <laughs> Don't figure it Trayvon Young, edge rusher from Louisville. Uh, round seven, pick 231, Traven Howard, linebacker from TCU. And also in round seven, pick 244, Justin Lawler, defensive end from SMU. Derek, what did you, uh, what did you think of uh, their, their first pick in the draft, Joseph Noteboom? Oh, well. Well, you, you guys heard on the podcast for that night, I had no clue who this guy was, totally flew under our radar. And then we started watching more film on him, started seeing what the pros and the cons were with him, and I came to realize that this is actually a pretty solid pick. It's a really solid pick, actually. They need a tackle. They need a guy who um, has an NFL body, who has the potential to be the guy to step in later on for Andrew Whitworth, and they found that guy. So... I like the pick. It's going. To, he's a project. It's going to take a little bit of time, but this could be our left tackle in a couple of years. Johnny? No, I'm kind of with Derek on this one. Um, you know, he kind of definitely flew under under our radar. And on top of that, you know, like you said, Andrew Whitworth is getting older. You know, at some point he's going to retire. And I, I feel like at this point, worst case scenario, he moves over to right tackle. Which, you know, at the moment we have uh, Rob Havenstein. So, you know, in the end, I think it's going to work itself out. He is a project player, but there is time at the moment. He He's not a fill-in starter at the moment. So, I, I, I dig the pick. I really do. Well, I didn't know much about him. I went on and watched a ton of film uh, the last, you know, 48 hours. He was a four-time academic All-Big 12 selection just, you know, according to everybody that talks about him, a great guy. He's a starting left tackle at TCU. So, you know, obviously he projects to the same position in the NFL. He's he's really kind of polished. Uh, he only allowed, I think, two quarterback sacks in his career at TCU. I would say out of everything, his run blocking is probably his weakest point. But even that doesn't look too bad. And so I really think it's a solid pick. I don't think we ought to grade him because, you know, everybody's been doing that. But overall, I think we can all agree that it may have been a little bit of a reach when they took him, but it was a position of need, and it looks like it's a pretty solid pick. I'm not so sure it's a reach. I, I think that's right where they need to get him. Many people thought it was a reach. I didn't personally think so myself. Well, when you have pick 87 and pick 111, it's kind of hard for anybody. I'm not saying you, but whoever's calling it a reach needs to think that through. What are they going to do? You just move around for a guy that can get that in there and not worry about it? Well, yeah, I, guess, I guess the, the best example is the next player, which is Michigan State's center Brian Allen. Uh, everybody said he was a reach. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people had him projecting in the sixth or seventh round. But I'll go first on this one. I like this guy. He's not real big. But at center, you don't have to be real big, especially, you know, it gives you better leverage when you're shorter and you know, can get into the pad level better. But what I like about this guy is his attitude. He finishes his, his blocks off. You know, several times in, in the film I watched, he was just tossing guys to the ground with one arm. You know, real, real kind of an attitude guy, just, just flat out mean and what you you would want from a offensive lineman. So, I, I think it honestly was a pretty good pick. Johnny, what do you think? No, I mean, uh, when when I first heard heard the name Brian Allen coming out, it was not really the player I was hoping to to hear called out, but at the same time. You know, center was definitely a position we needed. It was on the radar for the third round pick. So it didn't surprise me at all that they picked them in the fourth round. Was it a bit of a reach? Kind of. But at the same time, 
I'm with Norm on this one. You know, I saw, I did look at tape on this guy and particularly what I've seen out of him, you know, driving players to the ground. That's the kind of aggressiveness you don't really see too much of in a center. I, I absolutely love that. And bringing him on, on the offensive line, potential replacement for John Sullivan and could even compete for, you know, a job this year. Uh, yeah, I, I'm on board for it. Derek? Well, you know, you guys know I'm a Big Ten guy. I'm in Big Ten country. And when we went through the PFF numbers and all the, the data for it, I saw him up there and his number. He just it didn't look all too hot. But then when you realize what offense he came from, Michigan State offense, it's a pro-style offense. And they're, they're very much fashioned after the, the pro game. I like to pick more and more. I do believe they – they went a little high floor. I think they could have gotten in later rounds. But they also know his pedigree. They know his brother played in the NFL, is, is, was a starting center as well. And the belief is he's going to want to be better than his brother. So you go get that guy. If you find the guy that you want, you go get him. Um, draft pick be darned. And you take the shot. Now, one thing about him that I was impressed with is just a minor thing. But during his phone call with the Rams when they drafted him and they're asking you ready to talk to your head coach. He's like, F yeah. Of course he said the whole thing. And that just that enthusiasm, that desire to get on that phone with them. And it just came through. And that's the kind of guy you want. That's you want the guy who's enthusiastic about the game and can't wait to be there. And, and then you see the film go with it. And to me, it's a fine pick. No complaints from me. I agree with everything everybody said, and I, I really think in the long run he's going to work out well for us. The next pick, though, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a reach because he's he's not NFL ready. He's definitely going to be uh, one of those guys that you're going to have to to build and spend some time with. But he does have some talent, and that's uh, that's John Franklin Myers. Derek, what did you think of this guy? I, you know, honestly, I, I think that at that point in the draft, the Rams could have done a couple of different things. And they're fortunate enough that one of those guys, Okoronkwo, was still there later. Honestly. Um, so I, I don't really care for the pick too much. I think that they need to find some guys on the edge. That's fine. A guy can, who can be up there and, and do some work. I just don't feel like a project at that point, that much of a project is what they need to be doing. It's not anything personal against John Franklin Myers. I do hope we can even get him on the show and, and talk to him. I hope uh, you know we can talk to all these rookies. But um, you know, I'll, I'll trust in the process, so to speak, on this one and uh, just say, eh. Johnny? Okay, so when I first heard John Franklin Myers be selected, I'm not going to lie to you. It, I, I didn't even have a clue as to who this guy was. And, you know, after going back and reviewing some of his footage, seeing, you know, some of his habits, things like that, I'm actually on board with this one. You know, can I... Can I honestly say that I'm not disappointed of, as where he was selected? No, I, I do think they could have, you know, selected him a little bit further down. However, I'm going to go on record in saying that this might be the most underrated pick in this draft. I really like what I saw in this guy. And I, I think that he might surprise a lot of people. What well, did you, know, you see? I, oh, huh? What did you see? I, you know, I saw a little bit of film. There isn't much out there, but I do see like a lot of things out there that I like. I like how he, how aggressive he is, how quick he is. I do, I do like what I see um, out there. Again, not a whole lot of tape out there, but from based on the little footage that I did see of Franklin Myers, I think we got a really good player here, guys. And I'm really excited to see, you know, mini camps, you know, anything that's coming up at this point because. You know, there is a reason why they selected, you know, the Rams front office decided to go in the fourth round for this guy. And mark my words, I do think that this guy might be a potential starter. Um, 
maybe not this year, but who knows? Maybe he can actually challenge. There is openings for him to go into. Um, so let's see. I watched all the film I could find on him last night too, and I was impressed. So don't don't get me wrong. He was he was you know invited late uh, to the combine. He wasn't in the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Game, so they met him at the combine. Three-year starter at Stephen F. Austin. Uh, three selections, uh, all Southland Conference second team. He's uh, he's a five technique guy, so he's a true edge guy. He's got the strength and the ability to lock down the edge, but he's a, he's a development can't talk. He's a developmental player uh, who will need at least a year or two, I think, to to really get into the starting role. Now he might be able to come in in a rotation and do fine, but he's definitely not starting caliber at this point. My negative on him is that it's not that he's a bad player or that he's got any bad techniques or anything like that because he is a, a, what I believe to be a developmental player, but I honestly believe they could have got this guy in the seventh round. I don't think anybody else was really eyeballing him. And at that point in the draft, there were guys still sitting on the board like Josie Jewell, and, uh, you know, I can't remember the other guy's name we were talking about. Who was the outside linebacker that we liked? Armstrong? Sweat. Oh, Sweat. Okay. Josh Sweat was still there. I mean, there were some guys still on the board that I think could have been more of an impact than this guy. So that's the reason that I think the timing of this pick made it the worst pick of their day. But overall, the player himself, he's not too bad, and I really kind of agree with you, Johnny. I think he could, he could be talented in, in 2019, 2020. All right, so the next guy we've got is Micah Kaiser, and I'll start off with him. I, I really like Micah Kaiser. I, there's a lot of things to like about him. This, this guy is a stud. He, he played four years. And the last three seasons, he was the leading tackler. Uh, he's just – he's an all-around strong inside linebacker with great instincts, very smart. He, he's strong and has the tenacity to fill, you know, downhill on inside runs, which is where we struggled. He can get off blocks, which is why we pretty much got rid of Ogletree. You know, he's pretty much an all-around linebacker, but – He's he tends to not be that great in coverage, which at this point with our secondary, I don't really care. And when he misses, he misses bad, but he's given it everything he's got when he does miss. Overall, I think this guy might be starting this year. I really think he's that good and I look forward to seeing what he can do. Derek. Well, you know, we've been watching him for quite a while. He was one of the first guys we looked at in the site. It's been believed, I think, we we kind of all believed the Rams would, would go get him. And shocked none of us to hear them call Michael Kaiser's name. And the reason being because he's an exact fit for what we need. We need that run stopper. We need that guy who can get in there and shed blocks, which is something that Alec Ogletree couldn't do well. And, you know, coverage skills be darned. I, I don't really think that's really what we are worried about now where we need the run stopper in the middle and that's what he's going to be and he's he will he'll be a day one starter in my view he'll be a day one starter and he might even wind up being called the defense by the end by the end of the day i really i this picks their best pick of the draft in my view magic mike or magic johnny (laughs) i saved there i saved there bud um so there's really not much to add to that Basically, everything you guys were saying is absolutely true. This guy has the tangibles to come in and become a starter. There is a little bit of competition, but I don't know if there's really any competition that can really, you know, challenge this guy. Uh, Again, he is a rookie, so I'm not going to sit there and say that the the job should be given to him. He's got to earn it, obviously. But at the same time, you know, this guy's a tackling machine, a guy that's going to get to the ball carrier. This is exactly what the Rams needed what the Rams could definitely use. And on top of that, if anyone's worried about coverage skills, don't worry. The guys behind them 
are going to handle that. So I'm not worried about that at all. Well, and I think they complimented Micah Kaiser by their next draft pick because I really think Obo Okoronkwo is going to be a stud in the NFL. But I'm going to let you guys go first on him. Johnny, what did you think? You know, the fact that the Rams traded up, and let's face it, they had every single opportunity to trade up in this draft, but they opted for that moment to trade up to get Oboe. That's that's exactly what should be telling you that this is a talented player. Oboe is an amazing, amazing athlete. This is a guy that, honestly, I don't know why he fell down to the fifth round, and I'm not sorry about that. You know, I will. You know, I'm glad that the Rams decided to pick him up in the fifth round. You know, this definitely helped us out a lot, and probably the best value pick uh, in the draft. I would say that the Rams got. You know, overall, I, I do see this guy becoming uh, a starter. I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure yet where the Rams could necessarily put him, uh, just because there's there's a couple positions he could play. It's just n- nailing down which position, in my opinion. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts, Derek? Do you think you put him on the outside or do you uh, put him as an edge? What do you think? You gotta put him on. You gotta put him on the edge. Um. The thing with him that that took his stock down was the belief that he doesn't, you know, quoting Lance Zierlein now from NFL.com, he doesn't possess the height, weight, and length teams usually want in the edge. Um, so further quote, he says he lacks the physical and athletic traits that would make him a more dangerous NFL rusher. Dot, dot, dot. Because he has some positives there afterwards. But you know what? There's, there's an intangible there with him. And that is, his name is Wade Phillips. And Wade Phillips always finds a way to get guys who have certain traits that don't work and minimize them while maximizing their positive traits. And that's what's going to happen here. The fact that he has NFL power, the fact that he attacks, quote-unquote, the pocket with natural instincts as a rusher. He has a lot of the great things that can make him an outstanding or at least very good pass rusher under Wade Phillips. And so I love the pick. I think those the, this pick and the, and the pick prior to this are, are home runs. And, you know, and the, the best part about it, because they're so late in the draft, no one expects them to be those home runs. So if they swing and miss, well, okay. It's all right. They were late in the draft anyways. Let's hope they don't, but it's a great pick. I agree with you that the this pick and the last pick are probably the best two. The, the, there were the two I was really wanting to see, not necessarily uh, Micah Kaiser because I, I wasn't sure if we'd get him or somebody else, but those two together, um, you know, not knowing if we're going to have Mark Barron or not, but you, you put uh, Samson Ibukam on one side, you put Oboe on the other, you've got Micah Kaiser in the middle, and you fill in with another middle linebacker, I am okay with that. I, I've watched a ton of film on Oboe, and yeah, there's some there's some things that people brought you know brought out after he was drafted. Doesn't necessarily have that low lean when he goes around the outside edge, but in all the film that I watched, it didn't seem to matter. This guy is quick. He's aggressive, and if you if you watch the the phone call from the coaches to him and Wade Phillips gets on the phone. You could just see the smile from ear to ear on Wade Phillips' face. And, the, and he says, are you ready to, to rush the passer? You know, you could just tell he's got plans for this guy. And, and I'm, I'm stoked about this pick. And, and I think it was one of the best picks that the Rams took. Next, we've got uh, John Kelly running back from Tennessee. Johnny, what do you think? Well, this this one is kind of hard to evaluate because uh, a couple of reasons. Not to say that the Rams didn't need a backup running back because, yeah, absolutely. We uh, the backup running back position is is kind of something that they've kind of struggled with the past couple of years, especially kind of with the failure of you know Lance Dunbar at the position. Um, Malcolm Brown, you know, does a solid job, but doesn't really 
bring anything added to to the spot, especially when you have a bruiser like uh, Todd Gurley as your starter. So in the end, you need that change of pace back. It makes sense that they went and nabbed, you know, uh, a guy like John Kelly because he is that kind of a change of pace back. But at the same time, I'm, you know, we do currently have a running back on the roster um, in Justin Davis that essentially is the same kind of running back. So I don't know if this is more like a competition thing, but I was a little disappointed in the selection of John Kelly. Not that he isn't talented because I do think he is, he is talented, but I don't know. Just, I don't think there was much difference in this selection. I'm, I'm not with this one, honestly. I think this was the one that I'm the most disappointed in. What do you think, Derek? I disagree. I, well, one, just to uh, quietly uh, pat myself on the back, pat, pat. Um, <laughs> I think I told you guys that the Rams are probably going to go out there and try and get a backup. I, think you guys, I remember saying that, didn't I? I did. Yeah. Okay. Now I can show up. About, I'm, I'm, I'm right once in a while. Okay. Once in a year, maybe. All right. My wife would tell you differently. I'm, wife, I'm right. Maybe never. Anyways, John Kelly. The one thing that really is good for him, he is going to be a change of pace backup for Todd Gurley. He's a banger. He lets him power. He's tough. He doesn't have this high-end speed, and that's why he drops so far. But he'll provide a little bit of more physicality, hitting the offensive line, getting through a hole, um, breaking tackles to wear down defenses and when, when he spells Gurley. And that's a good thing. He also he has got solid hands as well. So Tennessee used him a lot out of the backfield. It worked well for him. So I like the pick. I like that he'll bring some more toughness to the running game. Not that Todd Gurley's not tough. I'm not saying that. But he'll bring more physicality to it. And then Rams can definitely use it to wear out teams late. Well, Justin Davis, I think, is more of a speed back. This guy, when you look at his size, because he's more – I guess you would say more of a body type like a Marshall Falk. He's he's shorter, doesn't have the size that you would hope for, but he you never see the guy go down with the first tackle. He's he's always breaking tackles. He's a skateboarder. He's got really great footwork and knows how to use his feet really well. And I think he brings something different to the table than Justin Davis does. And Really, I, I'm okay with the pick. I, I I figured they'd take a running back too, but I figured they'd do it, you know, round seven, you know, late late in the day. I think they got a talented player. I think he's highly underrated, and I think he'll bring some value to the team. The next pick is Jamil Denby, guard from Maine. So I watched some film on this guy last night, and uh, – I was, I was actually impressed. Four-year starter, tons of experience. He's got pretty quick feet for being 6'5", 335 pounds. You know, he, he's, he, if he gets a hold of you, you're done. He's got a punch. You know, he punches real well, throws, throws a, a lot of strikes. He's got uh, good awareness, and he's able to recognize, you know, targets in the second level, which is a big deal. The problem, I guess, is he's more of a pusher uh, than a latch-on-and-drive type blocker in the run game. And if he misses you in, in the beginning, he's not going to be able to keep up with you and, and keep the block going. But overall, the film I watched, the guy is pretty impressive. Uh, I think for when they took him in, in the draft, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good pick as far as you know, when they took him. And I think he'll bring some solid depth, you know, for for our inside offensive line. Derek, what did you think? You know, I was reading this today online about Denby. This was uh, Kara Henderson. This is Les Snead's wife. And she was responding to Phil Savage, who runs the Senior Bowl, to a point he made. And she said, I asked Les being a New Englander myself, how in the world did you end up with a main guy? Senior Bowl saw him and said, holy bleep, this guy is good. So 
what we saw, what they saw, was a guy who went down the senior bowl and beat the holy crap out of people. Yeah, I mean, and so that's what the Rams need on the offensive line. The things you're talking about where the he's more of a pusher, well, you can fix that. That's something you can fix. That's something Cromer can fix. I love this pick. I am thrilled that they um, continue to find guys at the senior bowl. They continue to find high quality. He's intelligent. Almost this entire draft class is intelligent, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah. All academics. Um, and this guy will make the team. He will – Demby will make the team. Johnny? You know, you can never have too many big bodies. You know, I figure that's that's kind of why, you know, we're running this podcast because, you know, you can never have too many big bodies. <laughs> but uh, with Demby, you know – like, uh, like pretty much what you guys said, it's hard to not like this pick. You know, he's a very talented player, uh, intelligent, you know, which is something I don't think a lot of people realize. You need to be very intelligent to be an offensive lineman. So, Jamil Demby, if nothing else, this guy is going to provide added depth for this team. But, you know, honestly, this guy I think will be something, something really special. I was watching... Uh, tape on this guy also. And, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me at some point he he might, you know, compete for a starting position uh, just because I am impressed in what I've seen. And the fact that he dropped so low just because he was, you know, more of a pusher, I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm pretty happy with it just for it being a sixth-round pick. And what's at that point, too, even though we've already kind of drafted two other linemen before him, you know what? What what's the real loss here if he doesn't even pan out? That's a late sixth round pick. You know, no, I, I'm I'm 100 on board with this pick. Couldn't be any happier with it, to be honest. He reminds me a lot of a young Roger Saffold. Without the big in, shoes, with, without the injuries. <laughs> you know, oh, Sa- yeah. Sa- Saffold's biggest knock in the beginning was his injuries, but he's been solid the last few years. And this guy reminds me a lot of him. Well, I think at this point we need to take the time to thank our sponsor and also talk about where you can find us. And, Derek, you're a lot better at that than me, so I'm going to let you go for it. A lot better, Jesus. Kind of a horrible thing to say to me. I just, gosh darn it, that's not saying much. <laughs> Any, anyways, all right, folks, we can give a shout-out to our sponsors. If you are in the Southern California area and you're visiting – just please give Sal Martinez a call over at the Gold Ram Barbershop. Get a nice, sweet, awesome barbershop haircut. 714-894-7267. And you can reach them at 13755 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, 92683. I've said it a million times. We've been there ourselves, all three of us. We went together to Sal's shop. It's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful experience. I don't know how in the world you can advertise for a barbershop like this, but the truth is it's a great place to go. Go in there, you got random stuff everywhere, helmets, jerseys, memorabilia, and you talk football with Sal at his barbershop. It's the old school barbershop experience. Again, use a, give him a call, 714-894-7267. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Use the promo code RAMSTALK and get a little bit off for your visit. One more time, 714-894-7267. We ask you head out there and support the Gold Ram Barbershop. Now, also, for us, please head on over to iTunes. We could use a wonderful five-star review from you. It'll enter you into our contest where you can get a $50 gift certificate over to NFLShop.com. Hopefully, to buy Ram stuff, by the way. You better be. Or we'll, we'll send Magic Johnny out to hunt you down. And, you know, that just helps us on the charts. If you subscribe... If you can, hey, even share us once in a while, we really appreciate it. You can also find us and subscribe on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, Player FM, Google Play. And also we're on the air on iebeatradio.com on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific time and also Saturday and Sunday as well. So, again, we could really appreciate your help. Um, We're growing. We're growing by leaps and bounds it's um, been pretty humbling to see how folks have uh, decided to make us one of their podcasts of choice. Back to you, Norm. 
Well, and if you're interested in sponsoring Ramstalk, uh, Ramstalk Radio and the website and everything else, please reach out to us and let us know. You can reach us at uh, Ramstalk1945 at gmail.com, or you can reach us on our telephone line, which is Derek? 657-666-5453. So we're, we're starting to get some calls, and uh, don't miss out on an opportunity. We're growing really fast, and it could be a good opportunity for you to get some really inexpensive advertising. At least at least now it's inexpensive. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to start costing more as we uh, get more and more popular, which seems to be happening. All right, so on to the next pick. Uh, the next pick is Sebastian Joseph, defensive lineman from Rutgers. Johnny, why don't you start us off? Well, this is a mammoth of a man at defensive tackle, six foot four. 300 pounds, you know, this is a, the type of guy that will be a run stuffer ideally, but considering how quick he is, how athletic he is, you know, this is a guy that's going to come in and might, you know, challenge, you know, a spot on the roster and maybe, who knows, get even some more playing time as the year goes on. Uh, at pick 195, why not? You know, defensive tackle was an area that the Rams could use more depth at. Uh, I, I'm I'm 100% on board with this pick. The only problem I have, and you know, you're going to have problems with players. By the time you get the sixth round, they're going to have definitive strengths and weaknesses. The problem with him is that he's solely right now a run defender. He's going to be a guy who you put in three technique and, or as a shade, knows in a 4-3. I don't really see him as being a guy who have extensive snaps he'll be a guy you put in run situations maybe and you're not gonna be able to rely on him for much of anything in past situations he was actually subbed out of Rutgers games in passing situations because he could get little to no pass rush maybe the Rams can develop that he has the athletic ability he has the motor it's but it's more than that it's about being able to use those skills those those athletic traits um, to make plays so We'll see. Well, he's a he's a backfield disruptor, very strong. Uh, he is a one technique. He's a true nose guard, which will be great for being able to, you know, whether it's Sue or Brockers or Donald in the middle, they'll be able to bring this guy in and, and put him in the middle, and he'll be able to stop the run. He's uh, he's very coachable. He's got. Great character, great attitude, and I really think it's a solid pick. I'm curious to see how he'll do against uh, against NFL linemen, but he he's played against some pretty pretty tough dudes and done all right. He was an ac- academic All Big Ten list. Uh, I mean, all around, this is a solid guy. Definitely brings in some depth for the defensive line, and I'm certainly not disappointed with this pick. Next, we have Trayvon Young, edge rusher from Louisville. Derek? I, I love this pick, too. I think they may have found themselves a bit of a, of a diamond in the rough, the guy who got hurt in Louisville's 2015 bowl game, missed a whole year, messed up his, his hip. And it, it took a whole year to get back. And throughout the year on film, you can see him getting better and better and better and better. The only thing is the jury's out. They don't never know if he'll fully come back to form or not. But right now, it's looking pretty good like it could. Johnny? Yeah, I mean, again, as you're getting later and later in this draft, this is the 205th pick overall. You know, what? what's the harm in trying? You know, this is a guy that was doing pretty well at first. And then, you know, coming back, he, he didn't have a bad season as the season progressed. I have no problems with taking a risk here. There's not much, you know, much to lose at this point. And, you know, at this point, it was a position of need also. I, I don't see I don't see the harm in it. And I, I do see that he's going to, at the very least, challenge for playing time. Um, might even make the roster. We'll see. Well, his biggest negative is his health. He's, he's been banged up, you know, off and on throughout his college career and never really got to live up to his potential. However, when he was able to play, 
he was good. I mean, he's 6'4", 258 pounds, perfect size, I believe, for an outside linebacker. And he's a true 3-4 outside linebacker, which would be, you know, good for the team. He's very agile, great body control. He's, uh, he knows how to use his talents to set up blockers. And if you saw him in the, uh, the bowl game against Mississippi State, he had three tackles for a loss and a sack, which Mississippi, Mississippi State's an SEC team. So, you know, if he can do that against the, that kind of an offensive line, uh, that's pretty, pretty awesome. I, again, if he can, like Derek said, if he can live up to his full potential after his injury and come back to true form, I think this is a great pick and definitely great for depth and could be a starter if he, if he comes back to all true form. All right, next we've got uh, Trayvon Howard, linebacker from TCU. He was a safety that turned linebacker. Sound familiar? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, uses his quickness to avoid blocks. Uh, he's, he does well in, this, in, in space and keep up with running backs, which is nice in coverage. Uh, he'll definitely have a spot on the team just for that alone to come in and fill maybe on third downs. Uh, for depth as well. He's not the best tackler, but uh, he will be one of the first guys there to make the tackle. That reminds me a little bit of Ogletree in that, in that res, you know, respect. Um, he played 12 games as a senior, had 108 tackles, seven for a loss. He returned his lone interception of the year for a touchdown against SMU. And uh, he, he capped off his career with four straight games with double digits tackles, including 15 against Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship and 10 in the win against Stanford in the Alamo Bowl. This guy definitely has talent. Johnny? Well, uh, th this is a guy that is a lot different than what they were drafting initially. This is a very uh, speedy guy. Um, someone, like you said, Norm, he, he was going to get to the ball faster than most players. And that that's definitely a good quality to have, especially considering the, the type of guys they were initially drafting. So it's kind of nice to change up the flow a little bit. Um, at the same time, too, you all these kind of depth players that the, the Rams are drafting, it almost makes me wonder if, if Mark Barron is, is gone at this point, just because... You know, even though these guys are rookies, you know, with with uh, Wade Phillips, you know, coaching, I I wouldn't be surprised to see if Mark Barron is gone at this point, and you know, filling him with with some of our rookies. Maybe not Howard yet, but he can play a vital role on this team. I, I'm 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 happy with it, especially at pick two thirty one. Well, I don't really think. Barron has anything to do. I think Barron's gone no matter what. I said that a million times, but I'm hoping I'm, that I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I like Barron a lot, but in order to get certain things done, like you know an Aaron Donald extension, he's got to go. So on Trayvon Howard, though, at a four, five, six, and a forty, undersized as a linebacker, has good range. I view him as a guy who's going to come in immediately and be a special teamer right away with potential to gain playing time at safety or linebacker. I don't know where he's going to feature come training camp. There is a need for, for safety depth. That's why I went and got three undrafted free agents for safeties. So we'll see, but special teams for sure. Well, and our last guy, Justin Lawler, defensive end from SMU. Derek? Well, who doesn't like a hard worker, man? This guy is a one of the hardest workers you're going to find out there. The only problem you're going to have is can his hard work really make up for the fact he doesn't have a whole lot of athleticism? As a defensive end project, you're going to need to be able to, to outwork when you don't have the actual skills to make things happen. I'm just not sure he can do that on the NFL stage. It's not a bad pick at all. It's actually a pretty solid pick. You always want hard workers who have shown the ability to make plays at the college level. Again, seventh rounder pick 244. It's, it's a solid pick. Johnny? 
Yeah, just to add to that also, you know, he there isn't um, a whole lot special in terms on the NFL level, but there is uh, one thing that, you know, caught my attention a little bit. He does have three block kicks, and, you know, if anything else, maybe he can contribute on the special teams. If he, if he proves himself, especially during the camps, um, who knows? Maybe he, he can find a spot on this roster. But it's, it's going to be tough because the Rams are a solid team, you know, especially with this stacked draft class. So, uh, you know, who knows uh, if he'll make the roster. But at, at some point, too, you have to ask yourself, maybe even the practice squad. Uh, you just never know. Um, but good luck to Lawler. Well, you know, he's, he's 6'4", 265 pounds, true defensive end. He often is in the backfield, even with his lack of athleticism. He had 40 and a half tackles for a loss across his four-year career at SMU. He also racked up 20 and a half sacks. You know, his, his thing is getting to the quarterback. That's kind of where he separates himself from the competition. Granted, he's not playing high-level offenses, maybe like on the NFL level. But like Derek said, he's a hard worker. He's very coachable. And uh, I think he's a solid prospect. I think, uh, I think he might surprise you at how good he is off the edge. And I definitely think he has a chance of making special teams, uh, possibly getting signed to this, the practice squad. And uh, he's got an outside chance of even making the roster. Well, let's talk about uh, the list that we have of undrafted free agents. It's, you know, th this is always hard to keep up with until the team actually announces them. Right now I've got, uh, let's see, from USC we've got wide, re wide receiver Stephen Mitchell. From Indiana we've got linebacker, linebacker to Gray Scales. From Oklahoma safety Stephen Parker. Uh, Illinois State defensive tackle Dalton Keene. Weber State defensive tackle McKay Murphy. Southeastern Oklahoma State tight end Cody McElroy. Colorado Buffalo safety Afalabi Laguda. I didn't make you do that name, Derek. Thank you. <laughs> from, from Louisville safety Chucky Williams, which I think is a good pick. And that's what I have right now. Do you guys have anybody else? I had, um, did you mention Louis Perez? Oh, no, I did see that, though. Quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot him. I don't have him on my list, but yes. Um, see who else there. We're, oh, we're just changing here. Let's see here. Hey, Jamil Demby just um, retweeted us. Did he? Yeah, I, I I've already been I've already reached out to the rookies. Hopefully, we can get a couple of them on the show. Great. Give me a second here. I had a list up just in case, and I can't. And um, I think I switched off of it. But. Well, we can update it. You know, at, on our next podcast. There it is. There it is. There it is. Right here. Uh, look, Laquiviante Gonzalez. Wide receiver for Southeastern University. He's actually a guy who has a really good shot at the team, by the way. He had problems in school, highly athletic, kind of a, t a table on Austin kind of speedster. Um, so he has a shot, a real serious shot at the team. So those are the two that um, you missed out on on your list, uh, Luis Perez and Lacuviante Gonzalez. What is it, Lacuviante? <sighs> Johnny, anybody else that you could see that we didn't talk about? Nope, that's pretty much all I have at the moment. Well, overall, I'd say this is a pretty darn solid draft class from the Rams. At first, I had my doubts, but as the draft went on, uh, the Rams proved themselves to be uh, pretty awesome in the draft, in my opinion. For not having a first and a second round pick, I think they did quite well. Final thoughts from you guys? Well, I would say I love this stinking draft. I I thought, given the fact they started round three, they met, they checked all the boxes they needed to check in terms of getting stuff done. It was a you know a just a really awesome 
job done by the Rams front office. I think that even if some of these picks don't work out, they they did the best they could with what they had and made a lot of good moves to, to, to try and fill these roster needs. So hats off to them. I thought it was a, a well-done job. Magic Johnny? You could almost say this draft was magical. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside, though, um, you know, I, I am actually looking forward to the season starting even more. I didn't know that was possible because after the free agency the Rams had, I mean, there's no way you can't be excited for this season upcoming. And then now seeing the type of guys that they drafted, I, I'm I'm really excited, especially because I do think that the good majority of the guys that, that the Rams drafted are going to be competing for playing time and possibly starting positions. Yeah, overall, I, I'd say it was a very successful draft. Uh, kudos to Les Need and the rest of the front office. Well, I said often during our draft coverage that this draft wasn't probably going to be very sexy, and it really wasn't, but when you take the time to break down the film and really look at each one of these players and look at how they fit, I think they did an outstanding job. And the Rams are in a window right now to, to maybe go all the way, and they needed to pick up the right pieces, you know, especially they did that during free agency. They needed to, to hit a home run in the, in the draft in order to fill those spots that were pretty, that we were weak at. And I think they chose the right kind of players to do that. And I, I, I can't be happier with how it all turned out. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. For the teacher under the bleachers, Derek Siapala and Magic Johnny Gomez, this is executive producer Norm Hightower signing off. type of drama. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of the lake is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.